So we are coming toward the end of the sermon series on transparency. Because transparency matters, we've been breaking down Ephesians chapter 4. I would recommend you open your Bible to Ephesians chapter 4 right now as we prepare. We've looked at how unity matters. We've looked at how our spiritual gifts matter so that we can be in a gift-based ministry. We looked at how spiritual leadership matters and love, how love matters. And then correction, we looked at loving correction, how it matters and how accountability matters. And now today we're going to be looking at how truth matters. And next week is forgiveness. We do have a special service plan next week at 6.30. We're calling a solemn assembly. And I don't want you to be worried about, you know, some reason of why we need to call a solemn assembly. I think God calls us to continually come to him with an opportunity forget, to forgive, to repent, and to be forgiven. And sometimes it's just good to have an outward and visible sign of that inward and spiritual grace that's going on inside of us. So this solemn assembly is just going to be a time to come together and visibly and um, physically be a part of that forgiveness. So um, it'll be for our own personal forgiveness, and it'll also be for a forgiveness for the church. And I really feel God leading us to see a turning point for Dunphy Missionary Church to say, okay, you know, we've assessed where we're at. Let's lay these things at the foot of the cross that we need to, and let's move forward in God's plan with those things left behind. So um, I, I just see it as a turning point. I, I hope you'll be encouraged to come and, and just participate or just sit and let God's love um, overwhelm you next week at 6.30 at our solemn assembly. Today's message, we are going to focus on truth. To live a transparent life, I believe that we need to be able to answer these questions about truth. There's four of them. Um, actually, three questions. Um, the first one is, what is truth? And the next one is, what happens when truth does not matter? Which leads us to the next, next question, what happens when truth does matter? Actually, there are four. <laughs> and the fourth one is, how do we discover that truth? All right, we all need to know how we discover it so we can help other people discover that truth. Truth separates us from the darkness of this world to bring light and glory to God. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, starting at verse 25. I'm going to read through verse 28, and our key verse is going to be verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, 
but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Boy, there's a lot in those verses. I could be preaching to you about speaking the truth like I'm going to today in verse 25. We could dig deeper into um, your anger. Do not sin in your anger from verse 26. We could also look at verse 26 and spend a lot of time talking about do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. We could look at uh, verse 27, and there's a lot packed in there. Do not give the devil a foothold. And then in verse 28, do not steal to make a living. Get to work. So you can share with others. <laughs> so many of these apply to us today too, don't they? In our world today. But keeping with the series of Transparency Matters, I really felt the Spirit move me to, to take some time just talking about truth. Because truth matters. So the first question is, what is truth? Sometimes I wonder today if people even care about what truth is. I think many people are concluding that maybe there is no truth. It breaks my heart when those who profess to be Christ, Christ followers, are having a hard time coming to terms with what truth really is. On this 4th of July, 2021, there is too much evidence indicating that behavioral patterns between Christians and non-Christians are indistinguishable. Boy, that's sad. We all seem to be marching to the same drummer, looking to the shifting standards of culture and government for the basis of our acceptable behavior. Today, one nation under God seems to be slipping. Truth matters to us to be transparent within the church. And I believe truth matters to hold together one nation under God. Consider what happens when people do not, do not know what truth is. We can look at the life of Jesus and we can consider where we are headed. In the latter verses of John chapter 18, Jesus is standing before Pontius Pilate, the Roman prefect, well, what's that? The governor of Judea. The Jews brought Jesus before Pilate. Pilate had the authority to execute or not execute Jesus. And Pilate was trying to see if the testimony of the Jewish authorities had enough weight in order for him to carry out their desire to have Jesus killed. Jesus declares to Pilate and to all of us his kingship, which is a heavenly one. 
Pilate can hardly believe it. And Pilate laughingly exclaims, You? A king? Jesus goes on to say that it was for that purpose, his kingship, his rule, his authority, his influence, that he came into the world. And to also bear witness to the truth. As a matter of fact, Jesus implies if you were really interested in truth, Pilate, then you would listen to me. Listen to these verses from John chapter 18, verses 36 to 38. Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now, my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. And Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came in the world was to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Oh, what is truth? retorted Pilate. What is truth? Pilate was standing there looking truth in the face, eye to eye. Truth is of God. Truth is from God. Truth is God. Many people, like Pontius Pilate, unfortunately stand there face to face looking at truth and decide to turn their back and just walk away. I just can't help but think about that 1992 movie, A Few Good Men. Tom Cruise is playing the character of a JAG lawyer. In the courtroom, he is trying to find out what happened during Code Red. And he's questioning Colonel Jessup, a character played by Jack Nicholson. Watch this. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You You can't handle the truth. You see, Jesus came testifying that God, his plan, and his purpose are truth. Jesus did not come to this earth with a different agenda than what his Father in heaven had. It was the Father's will to send his only begotten Son to testify to his authority, his kingship, and to testify to the fact that God is truth. Can you handle the truth? Truth matters. This world we are living in today There are two models of truth. Since Adam and Eve, there have been these two models of truth that have been at odds against one another. One model of truth is true, and the other model is not. The first model is that truth is defined by God. For everyone, it is objective and absolute. In other words, What God said 
and commands is true for all people, for all times, in all situations, for all places. Here's an example. When God's word, the word of truth, said in Genesis 5-2, he created them male and female and blessed them. Even though this truth happened and was recorded thousands of years ago, God's word is still true today. He created them male and female and blessed them. That's just the truth. The second model, the second model and the one that we're seeing more and more of today is that truth is just defined by the individual. It's subjective and situational. If the individual is persuasive enough, they can get other people to follow them and their way, and they can even get the federal government to say, this is what truth is. However, what is true to them may not be true to me. When people begin to follow this subjective model, they look at God's word and they justify in their mind why scripture is wrong and why the commandments of God do not apply to them today. We all know where this previous example that I just used has gotten us. So let's look at another example. God's commandment says, Thou shall not commit adultery. The ones who cannot handle the truth say something like this. Well, that may have been true 4,000 years ago, but this is the 21st century. Everyone is doing it, so I can do it too. In other words, choices are made in the moment. Choices do not depend upon how it pleases a sovereign and a holy God, the embodiment of truth. But instead, choices are made based on how it pleases the individual, how the person feels, or that people group. The first model of truth is defined by God. It is objective. God's truth is defined outside of ourselves. It does not depend upon ourselves or how we feel. The second model of truth is subjective truth. It depends on what we think, how we feel, what we think might be right or wrong today, not on what God's truth says. Objective truth comes from God, the creator and the sustainer of all things. Can you handle the truth? I think so. You know, God made it so that we can handle the truth. That's what we get out of the word of truth as we read the whole thing. Now that we understand what truth is, let's consider what happens when truth does not matter. I have three subpoints under this. First, when truth does not matter, it's easy to be deceived. Most people want to know what our purpose in life is all about. We all want to know 
how our lives can be better. Some people want to live forever because they have nothing else to look forward to. Popular deceptions for learning the purpose of life have been things like psychic hotlines, tarot card readings, dabbling in the occult like satanic games, humanism, new age, false religions. You've probably heard uh, pastors preach about these things over the, the years. These are powerfully deceptive things that people throughout the ages have been involved in. But today, today on this July 4th, 2021, it seems like deception is more overtly blatant. You don't need to be secret in the ways that you pursue deception. Today, deception is thrown right in your face. It's thrown in your face through social media, civil unrest that goes unchecked, and our own government. Deception of the truth is dangerous. People are intrigued when someone comes on the scene claiming promises to make life better for everybody. Destructive teachings and philosophies continue to captivate the minds of many. These teachings may sound good, they may look good, yet they will leave a person empty unsatisfied and pursuing a deity within themselves that just does not exist. So when truth does not matter, it's easy to be deceived. The second sub-point when truth does not matter is decision-making becomes selfish and destructive. When there's no standard of absolute truth, we, we begin to live our lives selfishly. We want what we want, and we want it right now. Selfishness is all about what's in it for me. People want immediate gratification, and they will not stop until they get it. When people do not submit to absolute truth, chaos abounds. Today, on this 4th of July, we see the implications of this chaos Yes, even in our own country. Mass shootings, suicides, sexual immorality in ways that we couldn't even imagine what sexual immorality was. Chaos brings confusion and it brings death. I'm not saying that every person who does not believe in absolute truth ends up shooting someone or committing suicide, but I guarantee, I guarantee that destructive Unhealthy decisions will always, will always outweigh their right choices. The end results are staggering. So when truth does not matter, decision-making becomes selfish and destructive. And the third sub-point under this heading, when truth does not matter, is that the body of Christ, the church, is confused and stifled. Listen, Dunphy Missionary Church. Listen, church universal around the world. There just needs to be a hint of secrecy to start people wondering. Right? That's just the way we're built. Then after a while, we start making suggestions of 
maybe what happened, because we just don't know the truth. Then rumors and eventually flat-out falsehood spreads throughout the body, throughout the church, and then out into the community. We need to realize that our sisters and brothers within the church, sisters and brothers can handle the truth. When truth does not matter in the church, lies bring confusion to the body and and stifles growth. Consider a couple of examples here. The lies that have been prevalent in churches today. The first one is, Some sins are just worse than others, doggone it. It brings confusion, doesn't it? The truth is, Romans 3.23, we are all sinners. In God's eyes, there's only one group of people in the church. All of us, all y'all, we're sinners. That's all of us. At this time, for people in the church to quit being confused. We need to understand that sin is wrong. It doesn't matter where it ranks. It does not rank. Jesus Christ died on the cross for every sin that we have ever committed and ever will commit. And some that we won't, but somebody else did. Jesus died for them. The cross is for every person. The second lie is this, God just doesn't expect very much from me. Wow, that feels good. That stifles the church, doesn't it? The truth is, in Romans chapter 14, verses 8 and 9, God expects Jesus to be Lord of our life. This means that we are to give all that we are and all that we have to him. Anything short of this is denying the lordship of Jesus. Christ died, and he rose, and he lived again, that he may be Lord of the dead and the living. Let's quit stifling the church. God does expect something from each one of us. When truth does not matter, the body of Christ, the church, is confused and stifled. Now let's consider the next point, when truth does matter. Again, I've got three sub-points. When truth does matter, truth liberates us to make the right choices. We do not need to live in wonder or in doubt, we make choices based on God's truth. When we have a sense of right and wrong, and when we know what God says, we can make good choices. We don't need to worry about living with the consequences of poor choices. We all know the pain and suffering that takes place when we make wrong choices, right? We've all been there. But with the truth, of a sovereign and holy God, we can make right choices. When we have a right view of God, poor choices are eliminated because we know we should not do certain things. So let's quit making that choice. 
wrong decisions hurt God's good purpose for our lives and causes horrible consequences. When truth does matter, truth liberates us to make right choices. The second sub-point is this. When truth does matter, eternity is at stake. Eternity. Jesus answered in John chapter 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We must understand what Jesus is claiming here. There's no other way to God. Jesus is being narrowly minded. Jesus said himself, it's a narrow road. If this is true for all people, for all times, for all places, surely it's important for people to know the truth. So when truth does matter, eternity is at stake. And the third sub-point, when truth does matter, we honor God and we show that we belong to Him. Truth matters for the future of the church. No one wants to be deceived. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, is pretty plain about this. We need to put off our falsehood and speak truth. We are all members of one body. The body deserves to hear the truth from leadership and from one another. It's imperative that we are transparent with one another. If not, people become angry and sinful, and we get into verse 26. Then the devil is given a foothold. We get into verse 27. When truth does matter, we honor God and we show that we belong to him. So how do we discover truth? The last point. And I've got three subpoints under this one. <laughs> First, seek God. How to discover truth? Seek God. First, we discover truth when we seek God and, and listen for his still quiet voice. We find the ultimate expression of truth in Jesus. Pilate asked, what is truth? He was standing face to face with Jesus. He was standing face to face with truth. Jesus is king. Jesus is also truth. Because he is king, he is truth. He came from God the Father Almighty to reveal his authority and to bear witness to the truth of God. So first, we seek God. The second step for seeking, for discovering truth is to live by the word of God. We discover truth when we abandon our worldly compass and we begin to charter a course for life by the word of God. God shows us in his word what is right and what is wrong for all people, all times, and all places. When we discover truth, we put off falsehood of the world and we speak truth to our neighbors and to one another. If we continue to walk in the way of the world, we will receive the rewards of the devil right along with the world. Why would we do that? Instead, we are to speak truth in love. We are to be transparent 
not wanting anyone to be lost. Let us live up to our mission. Let us meet people where they are, and then let's show them Jesus. How to discover truth? Live by the word of God. And the third sub-point is to listen. Listen really to the Holy Spirit. God is calling us to discover truth today. And Jesus promises the Holy Spirit will help us to discover truth. It, it actually works inside us and teaches us what truth is. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you, is what Jesus said. That's truth. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the Son of God. He lived a sinless life, and he took the penalty of sin on the cross for us and for all the world. He lived a perfect life, and he died. But that's not the end of the story, Easter people. He was resurrected, and then he ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And he intercedes for each one of us now, right there in the throne room. We can make decisions based on the word of truth. We can live daily in God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. Truth matters. Let's pray. God, thank you for showing us what truth is, that you are truth, that your plan has truth in it for us. Your purpose is to lead us in truth. When truth does not matter, we get deceived, our decision-making becomes selfish and destructive in the body of Christ. Your church is confused and stifled. Help us not to go that way. Help us to follow truth because truth does matter. It liberates us to make right choices. Eternity is at stake and we honor you, O oh God, and show that we belong to you. So help us to find truth, Lord, as we seek you, as we live by your word, as we listen to the Holy Spirit. This 4th of July, may it remind us of our liberty and our freedom, not only in our country, but also to celebrate our freedom to know and live in truth. In Jesus' precious name, amen.